my fellow citizens in the United States and around the world. You're listening to The Armed Citizen. I'm your host, Will Foster, and we are continuing the expose on the Transition Integrity Project and the war game scenarios that they have cooked up that uh, I believe will be their playbook, their plan for what's going to happen. And in the last episode, I described to you uh, what they have written uh, as the, the war game scenario for the first um, concept of the war games, which was an ambiguous result. And if you're watching the news right now, today, and for the last couple of days, and I believe it's going to ramp up, you're going to notice, I'm noticing, and maybe you have too, but if you haven't noticed, pay attention to the fact that whenever they're talking about the election and the results and the ballots and the counting and when the counting starts and how many people have voted, they're, do, they're doing that in their stories. Take note that they say the same thing all across the media platforms. We should not expect a result on November 3rd because of the mail-in ballots, this huge mail-in ballot thing. We should not expect a result, that we're not going to know it, they're saying now, for a few days. Now, I think they're going to increase that number more and more, uh, depending on what the outcome looks like. If it's looking more and more like Trump is dominating the election in the count, then they're going to say, well, we're not going to really know the results for weeks. Uh, even though it may show as the results go in that Trump has a large lead, they're going to claim that that large lead is uh, unreliable because all of the mail-in ballots haven't been coded, uh, counted and that, of course, we will not know the official results for weeks. But if you're watching the news now, you can see they're already setting it up for the ambiguous result by saying we're not going to know the results on November 3rd. They're already setting it up. They're already moving that. Uh, they're already pushing that narrative. Okay. So now we're moving on to the game two. I plan to do these in uh, rather close to each other. I normally give plenty of time between my episodes, the you know news media and the things that are happening in our world right now aren't really changing all that much. It's the same narrative with the media biased trying to get rid of uh, anything that Trump says that's good by hiding it from the American people, whether it's his Nobel Peace Prize nominations, uh, or covering up for Joe Biden and the Hunter emails that were on his laptop that show that Biden and his family are probably the most corrupt um, officials uh, we've ever had, uh, or at least 
were capable of seeing that they were that corrupt. There might be other officials in our government that were far more corrupt. We just never knew about it because the media did such a good job of hiding that information. Uh, however, they're unable to hide this information because it's just out there. There's, you know, uh, there's still outlets that are exposing it, Fox News and uh, other uh, social media platforms that have popped up um, to counter this um, liberal uh, left biased push from all media platforms. And so they're still managing to get that information out. But, you know, if you're one of those people that sits at home and the only information you get on the news is ABC, CBS, or NBC, and you only watch that one station, you would know nothing about the laptop, Hunter, Hunter Biden's laptop, and all the emails that show that they're making backroom deals and kickbacks uh, for access to Biden uh, from China and Moscow. You know, the things that they're accusing Trump for. Anyway, we're off the subject. Sorry about that. So the game two clear Biden victory is the war game we're doing next. We're just doing them in order that the Transition Integrity Project did themselves as far as how they put it out there. And so continuing on with their uh, order... In the game two, clear Biden victory is the game two scenario. In this scenario, Biden won outright in the Electoral College and the popular vote. The Trump campaign initially contested the outcome of the vote. Once it became clear that efforts to over, overturn that outcome were unlikely to succeed, the Trump campaign pivoted to a strategy, strategy of self-preservation and limiting future legal liability. Now, I find it interesting that they're unbiased, their their centered uh, scenarios involve that Trump um, is a bad guy. He's a bad guy all the way around. In their unbiased thinking, He's the bad guy because obviously he's done something wrong and he's going to do something to try and uh, limit his legal liability. Legal liability for what, right? I mean, everything that they talked about in the collusion and everything else was a total hoax, proven false. The dossier was false and there was plenty of evidence to prove that it was false. They knew it was false and then they, they got the the witness, uh, not the witness, they, they got the uh, FISA uh, warrant to spy on his campaign, the illegal FISA warrant to spy on his campaign. So, I mean, they're the, they're the ones committing crimes, but they're accusing him of, you know, now doing something to, uh, you know, limit his liability, his legal liability, as if he's done something wrong. You know, I mean, just the whole thing, when you read it, is so obviously biased, it's ridiculous that they claim that it's unbiased. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's the, uh, it's, uh, what is that, uh, the story, the, uh, the, the uh, king has no clothes? I mean, 
it's there for you to see. And then they deny that that's what's happening. You know, pay no attention to the reality. All right, back to the the uh, war game. In turn one, the Trump campaign initially alleged massive fraud and called for a joint DNI-DOJ investigation into the election results. These allegations were reinforced by GOP elected officials. Both the Trump campaign and GOP team called on media to cast doubt on the outcomes. Okay, again, they're calling on the media to cast doubt. Well, look, the only doubt the media is going to cast is going to be against Trump, not for Biden. That's never going to happen. I mean, it just boggles my mind that they they make these statements that are so far off of the reality of what we're dealing with today. It's, it's laughable. It's just utterly ridiculous. But okay, going back to it. So they call on the media to cast out on the outcome. Yeah, right. Unlike in other scenarios, they never attempted to get state legislatures to repudiate the certified popular vote in the states or to thwart the state law process for counting ballots. The Trump campaign maximized federal funding for Trump businesses by temporarily relocating the president and his staff to Mar-a-Lago and pursuing murky overseas business deals. Okay, so again, the unbiased uh, people involved in this, uh, bad Trump, he's going to go make you know shady deals uh, during all of this. Uh, These are bullet points I'm reading, by the way. I'm on bullet point three now. GOP-controlled Senate pushed through outstanding judicial nominations. Okay, so uh, they are doing the courts, right? There was 147 empty seats that uh, Trump has filled. And, of course, this was before the Barrett nomination and subsequent... um, confirmation. That's a done deal. So that won't be happening. It's already done. Of course, they'll go and try and pack the courts. Another story. Bullet point four. The Trump campaign sought to shield President Trump and his team from any future criminal jeopardy by preparing pardons for all individuals connected to the administration, regardless of admitted or perceived guilt. Again, I mean... You know, in their clear Biden victory, Trump is going to cover for all of his crimes, which there were none. This guy has been under a microscope by the media and the swamp and the FBI, the corrupt FBI, and they can't find anything on him. They're desperate to find something on him and they can't find anything on him. So what what is what are they going to be hiding uh you know, what are they going to be trying to to shield or hide from? that they haven't already been under the microscope for. It's just crazy. Bullet point five. The Biden campaign successfully secured the election result and also worked to forge coalitions with elected GOP officials, which the dice rolls granted to a limited extent. Okay, so, you know, the dice rolls, I mentioned them in the other scenario. They're using dice to... um you know, decide what happens in those scenarios, right? But they're creating the concept of the Mar-a-Lago criminal thing. You know, this is their prejudice coming out. And then the dice is deciding, you know, which 
direction uh, things happen or don't happen. Uh, which the dice rolls granted to a limited extent while taking public steps to heal the country through the public rallies and addresses. Bullet point six, the Democratic elected representatives team also pushed for a bipartisan alliance through an election protection coalition as a way to insulate results from the DOJ and DNI investigations. So listen to that again. A bipartisan alliance, which, you know, what they call a bipartisan alliance is totally BS. It'll be fully left through an election protection coalition as a way to insulate results from the DOJ and DNI in investigations. In other words, if there is an investigation uh, into fraud, they're going to try and quash that. They want to make that go away, of course. They also sought to enlist Faithless electors, faithless electors. I just love that. Though the gameplay did not grant this, since the game was played, SCOTUS has unanimously ruled against faithlessness. Okay, so they're assuming that uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is in there and John Roberts, the supposed uh, conservative who is really a liberal in conservative clothing, rule against that. Okay. Now, that was turn one. And they're saying that that turn one happens from uh, the original uh, point of the uh, first game, which was November 3rd through November 10th. All right? All right, so now tur turns two and three. Remember, these are the uh, each turn of the scenarios that each, you know, in the uh, first uh, scenario, it was the ambiguous result. In this one, game two, it is the clear Biden victory. And in round one, I just read the bullet points, and now we're going to do turns two and three, which are combined. There's a total of one, two, three, four, five, six bullet points as well. And they are combined, both turns two and three. The Biden campaign is by this is uh, bullet point one turns two and three. The Biden campaign team emphasized standing up a credible transition process. The Trump campaign sought to hinder this, but the federal government team confirmed that a member of civil servants would seek to enable its enable it regardless of directions from the White House. Bullet point two, the Trump team issued pardons for Trump family members, political allies, and cabinet officials, along with prominent Democrats, including Hunter Biden and Hillary Clinton, for unspecified crimes. Okay. Listen to that second bullet point. The Trump team issued pardons for Trump family members, political allies, and cabinet officials along with prominent Democrats, including Hunter Biden and Hillary Clinton for unspecified crimes. Trump is going to issue pardons 
for Hunter Biden and Hillary Clinton? Where did they get this from? I mean, isn't that... Yeah, right! How could they possibly even consider that that would be a possibility? I mean, there's just... It's, it's madness that that, you know, no way would he, with uh, everything that's happened, why would he do that? No way. And then what I love most about it is that they deny, 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 the Democrats and the liberal left deny, including the media, that Hunter Biden has done anything wrong or that Hillary has done anything wrong. So why would that even be in there? Why would they need pardons if they haven't done anything wrong? There was nothing wrong with Hunter Biden, who had absolutely no experience whatsoever in any kind of business. There was nothing wrong with him working, being on the board of a corrupt gas and oil company and making money. And there was nothing wrong with a Russian mayor giving him three and a half million dollars. Or the Chinese $1.5 billion. There was nothing wrong with that happening. And, and Hillary, there was nothing wrong with her destroying evidence that was subpoenaed by Congress. Nothing wrong with that. So why would they need pardons? Right? I mean, right there, they're admitting that they've been committing crimes, right? But what is laughable is to think that the Trump campaign or the Trump people would then issue them pardons. Come on. All right, back on track. Bullet point three. The Trump campaign took steps to position either Donald Trump or his son, Donald Trump Jr., to run for re-election in 2024. The Trump campaign announces the new MAGA TV station featuring documentary footage from Trump's final weeks in office. Bullet point four. The Trump campaign team also sought to install close allies in positions of influence in the RNC and to distract public attention from the president's efforts at self-preservation and continued influence into the party by escalating rhetoric with Iran. Bullet point five. The Biden campaign remained focused on the transition and laying the groundwork for a governing, uh, laying the groundwork for governing. The Democratic elected representatives team supported the Biden effort, but also began the process of preparing for investigations into Trump, his family, and his associates. So when they're done, when if they win, boy, they're going to really go after him now, right? I mean, as if they hadn't already. And bullet point six of turns two and three. GOP elected officials refocused on state responses to COVID-19 while the federal government saw a mass exodus of Trump-allied political appointees. Listen to that again. GOP elected officials re-focused on state responses to COVID-19 while the federal government saw a mass exodus of Trump-aligned political appointees. So, first off, right now they're claiming they haven't done anything to deal with COVID, right? But here they're saying they're going to refocus, okay? Uh, 
you, you can't refocus on something if you weren't focused on it to begin with, right? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Just amazing to me. Now, I feel like I'm going to have a lot of commentary about Game 3 and the Trump um, clear Trump win and uh, what they say is going to happen in there. And um, although they have less bullet points, the um, amount of uh, uh, written information is substantially longer. So they have a lot to say about what's going to happen in a clear Trump win. Excuse me. And I, I think that's important because there's definitely some things in there that, you know, really point to uh, what's going to happen if Trump wins, the kind of chaos that you can expect. Uh, and I do think Trump should win. Now, if he doesn't, uh, that's going to be interesting when you see all of the rallies where, you know, every city he goes to, mass crowds, which of course the media doesn't say, wow, look how much support he has. They say, oh, look at all these people spreading COVID. It's never positive, right? It's always an attack, every bit of it. The mainstream media has lost any credibility whatsoever to provide us with unbiased news so that we can know what's going on in our government, whether it be positive or negative you know, kind of being the, the shining light, the beacon of information so that we, the people, know what's happening to us. But now they've become part of this, you know, this movement to push us into a socialist country and uh, they just can't be trusted. And it's, it's a really scary time for us as citizens of the United States. Um, you know, if you value your freedom then you can't support socialism in any way. And why a person wouldn't value their freedom is beyond me. I mean, it's just, you know, makes no sense. It defies all logic uh, that you would not value your freedom. And if you value your freedom, well, then you can't support socialism. Uh, we're already seeing the effects of a lot of things that have happened uh, in our country because of the lockdowns of COVID. Well, imagine that forever, because in a socialist country, they lock you down and they don't need a reason. They don't use a reason like COVID. And you know, COVID exists. It's real. People are affected by it. There is a 99.9% to 99.98% survival rate, depending upon your demographic. Um, but when you're talking a population of 300 million people, that's going to add up to a lot of people. But not really any worse than, you know, the combined things that we have problems with, the opiate crisis. I mean, the people that are dying from opioids and, you know, all these other things, it's just the amount of hype they're putting behind it. And I'm not saying there shouldn't be some effort 
uh, to make happen, but that effort is happening. You know, they keep going on about uh, what what Biden will do, uh, the reason to elect Biden and the Democrats is to help deal with this COVID crisis. And everything they're saying they're going to do is already in place. You know, Operation Warp Speed was Trump's doing. And that eliminated all of the red tape to allow them to move forward quickly to come up with vaccines and treatments. Now, Democrats love red tape. They're constantly putting it on everything. The reason our economy was held back so desperately was all this red tape that they put in place. You know, all these these shackles they put against our our country, whether it be, you know, uh, letting China bring money into our country tariff-free and just running away with uh, our manufacturing and our jobs and having them shipped over into the other countries or allowing uh, countries to buy, you know, drugs at dirt cheap prices while we uh, pay, you know, 10 times to sometimes 50 times the price of what they're paying to supplement their low price. Even though it is our money through these, um, these, these pharmaceutical companies that created these drugs. So we, the American people, through you know, you know, uh, government support and, um, and, and our money backing them, helping them to create these drugs, uh, we bear that burden. The drugs get created, and then... They get shipped off to other countries at a huge discount, while we, the American people, pay a huge amount for those drugs to help support that supplement for the other countries. I mean, this is the the democratic socialist playbook, which is to give the entire world a free ride on all of our uh, work and money uh, that we pay in taxes and and then shackle us uh, in everything. And, you know, Trump has removed the shackles, which is why the economy exploded, uh, which is why the mini- minorities had the lowest unemployment rates. Uh, it, it is mind-boggling to me that, that people don't see it, that they don't understand it, but at the same time, I can... I can sort of understand it because of the way our media is, the way they hide the truth. And we've got Facebook and Twitter hiding the truth, you know, allowing the Democrats uh, to say whatever negative thing they can about Trump with all these fake stories, you know, um, with, you know, no limits whatsoever, but then a real story like Hunter Biden's laptop, which has been confirmed by our, you know, our, uh, our Senate, uh, our, the subcommittees they have where they do investigations. They've confirmed this thing's real. It's not fake. It's not Russian propaganda, but that's what the media is saying. You know, Schumer 
gets up there and says it. Pelosi gets up there and says it. And then the media echoes it as if it's fact, even though the truth is it's not fact. So it just it's interesting to me that, you know, in their scenarios, they're talking about, you know, the GOP are refocused on the response, which they're saying now they're not focused on and not doing anything, even though Operation Warp Speed moved forward. Trump removed all the shackles to allow them to do what they needed to do to make it happen and, and get it done. Whereas if the Democrats had been in charge, all of those shackles would have remained on that process. And you wouldn't have seen any kind of treatments for a year or two years, or if it goes through the full process, three years, which means we'd be living with COVID for three years and the treatments would be going on that are going on right now. So that, you know, our 200 and what's it up to 225 or 250,000 people have died from it. You know, that number would be in the millions by now because Operation Warp Speed wouldn't exist because they wouldn't have removed the shackles off of that drug making and testing process or the vaccine process, which, you know, they're saying could be out as soon as November. Um, And it's interesting that some of those drug companies, which, you know, are not happy with Trump uh, because of the amount of money they're making off the American people, he's basically eliminated that uh, so that, you know, instead of Canada paying, uh, you know, $10 for a vial of insulin and we pay $100 for the vial. He's made it that, Hey, if Canada gets it for 10 bucks, you have to sell it to the U S for 10 bucks. And of course that's costing them billions of dollars. So they're behind many of the ads attacking Trump. They're not happy about it. And so, you know, here's, we get these delays. There's pretty good evidence to suggest that those drug companies are in fact uh, holding back uh, the vaccines and some of the treatments simply because they don't want Trump to continue in office either so that they can go back to their, you know, ways of screwing the American people for billions and trillions of dollars. Um, it's just crazy. Anyway, so that is the, uh, the scenario, the second scenario that, um, we're we're dealing with in the uh, war games. Let's see if I can find that page. I've uh, got my pages mixed up here. Oh, here we go. So yes, in the war game scenario summaries, or or no, the the war games that they're talking about. Uh, that was game two, a clear Biden victory. The next uh, war game will be game three, where. It is a clear Trump win. And I find this one to be the most interesting because that's what I'm hoping and expecting to actually happen based on the amount of people. I mean, you look at Facebook, Trump's got 30 million followers and Biden has 3 million. You look at the rallies, Trump's got 30,000 people at his rallies and Biden has, you know, 15. So it, it just, if you look at the amount of people who actually support Trump over Biden, how could it not be a Trump victory? 
uh, unless there's fraud, you know? I mean, it just seems that that's the way it is. And I, I'm hoping that our, our electoral process uh, hasn't been so corrupted that it's going to work and that um, our incredible country will continue to be what it is, the most unique an incredible system of government that has ever existed in the world and has brought prosperity to the entire world um, and opportunity, which is why everybody in other countries, you know, if they can, their dream is to come to the U.S. I mean, even people with large amounts of money in other countries, their dream is to be in the U.S. I mean, the United States of America is the world's dream of freedom and success. And uh, that is under attack. Uh, so again, next episode will be game three. Clear Trump win and what they have planned for that. Uh, very eye-opening. And again, these scenarios, I am going to do them rather quickly in succession so that um, you'll have a chance to know what they are uh, well before election and be prepared for it. But again... As I said in the previous episode, if you go to Glenn Beck's War Game Scenarios on the Transition Integrity Project, I mean, he does a great deal of, uh, provides a great deal of information that you can click on and read to see um, all of these um, um, scenarios, how they play out. But more importantly, the people involved in who's doing these things, um, you know, and how they're all connected to each other. And uh, just way more backstory information for you to be able to look at um, and be far more informed than what I'm giving you. Um, hopefully, the information I'm providing you is enough to motivate you to really check it out for yourself. Uh, so again, Glenn Beck does a fantastic job. Check that out. He's got, you know, you can highlight, you can click on, you know, he, the thing he says, uh, why this is fake or why that is. And then you can click on it. It takes you right to the evidence of what he's talking about so that you know it's true, that it's not just being, you know, uh, fed to you and you're supposed to take his word for it. Okay. Once again, thanks for listening. Uh, next episode, Game 3, the clear Trump victory win in the war games scenarios of the Transition Integrity Project. Uh, thanks again for listening, and I would love it if you'd comment. Have a great day, and uh, don't forget to vote. Make sure you vote.